Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, February 19th. I'm Jonathan All. A glitch on the new federal financial aid form has students with immigrant parents worried about their ability to afford college. We're just kids trying to get our stuff done so we can go to college and pay for it. We'll hear from three students in Illinois whose college future is in jeopardy. That's coming up on The Gateway. Missouri's Republican candidates for governor clashed at a candidate forum over the weekend. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from Missouri Republican Party's Lincoln Days. During the forum, candidates boasted about their approaches to crime prevention and tax policy. But the candidates also threw some sharp barbs, including this one from Senator Bill Eigel. Don't be afraid of the message that we can't take our state back because I don't have enough lobbyist money or I don't have the right last name from my dad. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, the son of former Missouri Senator John Ashcroft, said he plans to actually accomplish things as governor as opposed to just grandstanding. Now is the time for choosing. Are we going to pick words or are we going to pick actions? The other GOP candidates running to succeed Governor Mike Parson include Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe and Joplin businessman Chris Wright. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Nearly 200 people gathered across from Kansas City's Union Station over the weekend to bring awareness to gun violence and call for policy change in the wake of Wednesday's mass shooting. The shooting left one dead and 22 injured, including 11 children. Tara Bennett is a volunteer for Moms Demand Action, the gun safety group that organized the rally. She says Missourians pay for state lawmakers' reckless decisions. How many more people have to get shot before they will listen? Does it take a major shooting at an event of national and international importance? Two juveniles have been charged with the shooting and the investigation is still ongoing. The KC Strong Memorial at Union Station, Kansas City, in honor of the people injured in last week's shooting, continues to grow. Sam Zeff reports. Gary and Janiel Egger from Kansas City added flowers to the memorial that also has candles, balloons, and posters. They say they were at Wednesday's rally and the rally last year. Gary says they're brokenhearted. We were so happy to be able to see the celebration and then this happened, and uh, it just devastated us. Children's Mercy Hospital says it has discharged everyone admitted there after the attack, and all should make a full recovery. University Health says it's still treating three victims, including one in critical condition. I'm Sam Zeff. New research shows that residents of southern Illinois are, in some ways, slightly more susceptible to becoming domestic terrorists compared to the national average. The study by Southern Illinois University Edwardsville professors found that area residents reported higher levels of adult bullying and life difficulties to potential risk factors. Political science professor Lori Rice says the study's results aren't all bad. There are the presence of clear risk factors and that there are people in our communities that support violence. On the other hand, we do have some protective factors working in our favor. Those factors include higher rates of social interaction than others in the U.S. Rice says it's critical that anyone who suspects another person is considering terrorism notify authorities. Nearly 200 upperclassmen at Parkway North High School will have a chance to see Missouri's court system in action this week without leaving their building. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman explains. The state's three appeals courts occasionally hold oral arguments at off-site locations as part of their outreach and education efforts. On Wednesday, judges of the Eastern District will hear a criminal appeal at Parkway North. Social studies teacher Carl Odenwald has participated in these events multiple times, both at Parkway and at other schools. He says the response of students is always overwhelmingly positive, and he finds that heartening. They're not talking about TikTok or Instagram. They're having a a substantial conversation about something important. Parkway North last hosted arguments in 2020. The court is also holding upcoming hearings at Warrington High School and St. Louis University Law School. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. The launch of the revamped federal student aid form known as FAFSA was supposed to make getting help paying for college easier. But for many students from immigrant families, it shut them out. They're all U.S. citizens, but their parents are not. Lisa Curry and Phillips spoke to three Illinois high school seniors who fear the issue may jeopardize their ability to afford college. Joanna Moreno-Dimas has wanted to be a teacher since the fifth grade when she mentored a reading buddy. I was assigned to this little kid. It was a little boy. And even after the week we were supposed to, like, switch, he didn't want to switch. He, like, stayed with me. I want to study elementary education. Right now my number one school is Illinois State. And, like, that's an hour away from here, so I'd have to pay room and dining. Tuition is is high, (laughs) even for a public school. My mom works at a hotel. My dad has his own business, but, of course, sometimes there's not a lot of work to go around. Joanna is counting on financial aid to be able to afford college. As an American citizen, she's entitled to federal help, but her parents immigrated from Mexico and are undocumented. The new FAFSA was supposed to allow parents like hers, without Social Security numbers, to verify their identities online. But that feature isn't working. That's forcing them to try to do the process manually by calling the FAFSA helpline. I called about seven times before I finally got someone. That was about three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. Um, and I still haven't gotten any updates back. So I don't know what to believe anymore. Congress ordered the Department of Education to overhaul the form because of complaints it was hard to use. Now some students who are eligible for federal aid are frustrated because they can't use it at all. Like Naomi, She's gotten into a couple of colleges. She wants to study to become a forensic psychologist or crime scene investigator. Naomi asked that her last name not be used because her mother, a single parent, is undocumented. You'll get to the point of the website where you could fill out information, but then it'll just like take you right back to the beginning to start over again and make you put in the social security number, but you already said that you didn't have one. So the website's just not helpful. Naomi is determined to be the first in her family to get a college degree. So she's called and called. The first time I ever landed them, like, on the phone, I was talking to this lady, and she said, oh, um, we need your mom to call us because you can't be creating the account for her. I was telling her, I'm like, I'm not trying to create the account for her. I'm trying to help her create the account. My mom doesn't really understand this stuff because we've never actually had to do it before. It's just kind of upsetting because, like, you've been doing this for how many years and you still can't figure out a way how to make it work. Naomi wonders how much money will be left by the time her application is processed. So does her classmate, Guadalupe. 
Federal aid is handed out until it's gone. Guadalupe also doesn't want her last name used because her parents are undocumented. She's already been accepted to Northwestern University. Tuition there costs $64,000 a year, but most students receive financial aid. That's why submitting the FAFSA is so important. It definitely keeps you up at night. Like, thinking about it, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. We would call, like, the number in order to verify my mom's identity, and I would just wait for, like, hours and hours. It would be, like, 7 in the morning, and my mom would ask me, like, did they answer yet? And, like, I had to say no. All three graduating seniors say they just want to be treated like any other student. Here's Naomi again. We're just kids trying to get our stuff done so we can go to college and pay for it. The only difference is that our parents have social security numbers, and I feel like that shouldn't separate us from getting help. The Department of Education doesn't have a date for when the problems might be fixed. Some colleges have pushed back their enrollment deadlines to give students more time to figure out which schools they can and can't afford. Now all Naomi, Joanna, and Guadalupe can do is wait. Lisa Corian Phillip. That piece came to us from member station WBEZ in Chicago. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Theme music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. But I'm having a rough start to my week, so we're going out with the mamas and the papas. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.